0: Happy Easter everyone from the beautiful Mount Helix and oh my goodness I wish you could be here with me but thank you for bringing me into your homes. Welcome to All People's Church and of course the church isn't a building, the church is a people so we are the church gathered all over today and I've been thinking about this Easter. You know historians tell us that this is the first Easter where the church is not meeting in buildings in the nations of the world. But I've been having this thought in the midst of this incredibly challenging time, the COVID crisis, I think God's doing something. And there are 2.3 billion people that name the name of Jesus. And I actually believe that there are more people worshiping this Easter, because of our technology, because of the internet and streaming and iPhones and iPads and computers, I think there are more people celebrating Easter this year than in all the history of humanity. So let's join in with scores of people in the nations of the world as we focus on Jesus this Easter. And and I've also been thinking about this. Uh, perhaps you're not a person who has claimed Jesus or would call yourself a Christian, well, let me just tell you, you're our special guest today. And this message is every bit as much for you as it is for people that have followed Jesus for years. You know, I want to tell you that Jesus is the hope of the world. And the scripture says in, in 1 Peter 3, it says we should worship Jesus as Lord And it says, and if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, be ready to answer them. I I think there's never been a time where people need hope more. It's in our darkest hour where we most greatly feel our need for hope. I was thinking about that this week. As we're all confined to our own homes, I, I was thinking about a story of a group of men who found themselves in a perilous situation totally confined. In fact, they were trapped in a cave. Most of you would remember the story. It happened on August 5th in 2010 in the country of Chile. It was known as the Chilean mining accident where 33 men were trapped 2300 feet under the ground. I was listening to the interview of Jose Gonzalez who became the informal leader of that group. He said the second they heard the crash, and they realized they were trapped, they immediately understood their only hope was to cry out to God. Well, many of the people in the mine weren't believers, but they immediately looked to him and a few others and says, you follow God, would you guide us in our prayers? And so starting that day and every day forward, they would meet together at noon and pray saying, God, you're our only hope to deliver us from this situation. The first miracle they made note of is they said every man realized from day 1 that there weren't just 33 people in that mine. They all said they felt the presence of a 34th man. You know, they didn't have enough food to make it. They had food enough for 3 days, but they prayed and they cried out and numerous miracles happened. They talked about a man who was deathly ill, but they laid hands on him and He was made well. They talked about even in the finding of them that it was a miracle that they could actually detect where they were and that even the equipment did things that shouldn't have been able to do, as steel equipment bending around corners. And, And there was actually a time where it got stuck and miraculously it just started again. And, you know, they all came out, and at the end of the time, 22 men had found Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And they all said the reason they survived is because they found hope in God. You know, what a fitting story and so prophetic for our time as as we find ourselves confined. And I think every person has realized no one has enough strength, no one has enough facilities, their money, their position, their power. Nothing can deliver them. We need a higher source to get us through this time. And so it makes me think about the Easter story, the the story of Jesus's death and resurrection, because you see, this wasn't just a historical event that happened one time 2,000 years ago. It has power for us today, just as those men found in their time of trial in that mine in Chile. We too can find hope through the message of Easter. I'm reminded of one part of the story, especially as I've been reflecting in it. We find ourselves in the book of Mark chapter 15, and it says it was in, it was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, King of the Jews, they crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him shaking their heads and saying, so you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe those who crucified with him also heaped insults at him at noon darkness came over the whole land until 3 in the afternoon have you ever really taken time to think about that last phrase that darkness came at noon i was i was thinking about that that darkness this week a- a- and as I really started analyzing that phrase, it says darkness came on the whole earth. You know, there's very few times in history where something has affected the whole earth. I mean, I think about the, the, the trials and tribulations that the earth has gone through. I thought about the, the black plague that impacted Europe. I thought about some of the famines that have taken place in Africa. I thought about some of the world wars, but I don't know that any of them affected the whole earth. But this says that the whole earth experienced a darkness. You know, for sure, no time in my life have I seen a crisis that affected the whole earth like this COVID-19 crisis has, where every nation on earth is being affected by what's going on. And and, and as I looked at that phrase, darkness affected the whole earth, I did a little study on it and I found something from a, a famous sermon from the 1800s by a well-known English preacher named Charles Spurgeon. He wrote this, and, and listen, these words are so poignant. What a call must that midday, midnight, have been to the careless sons of men. They did not know that the Son of God was among them, nor that He was working out human redemption. The grandest hour in all history seemed likely to pass by unheeded, when suddenly Night hurried from her chambers and usurped the day. Everyone asked his fellow, what does this darkness mean? Business stood still. The plow stopped in mid-furrow, and the axe paused, uplifted. It was the middle of the day when men are the busiest, but they made a general pause, not only on Calvary, but on every hill and every valley. The gloom settled in. There was a halt in the caravan of life, and no one could move. And I just thought, Wow, that's what it feels like right now on planet Earth. But you know, right after the darkness was when the light of Jesus broke through. I mean, it was what was prophesied in Isaiah 60 in this famous passage. Remember this? Isaiah 62, see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over all the people. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. You see, it was at Easter where the greatest catastrophe that ever befell the earth transpired, the death of the Son of God. But it was at Easter that that great catastrophe was turned into the greatest hope for mankind. Can I tell you, that in our greatest catastrophes, we find our need for the greatest hope. And that, I believe, is what God is wanting to do in our day and hour. Can I just tell you that Jesus is hope? And I was thinking about it this week. You no, know, Jesus is hope because He is with you. The resurrection means that Jesus is with you. I thought about those Chilean miners and the first thing they noticed when they called out to God is that he was with them in the mine. Can I tell you that the death and resurrection of Jesus means that he can be with you wherever you are in confinement today, whatever trial you are in today, he can be with you. Jesus actually said this, he said, but I tell you, I'm going to do what's best for you. This is why I'm going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come and help you until I leave. But after I'm gone, I will send the Spirit to you. You see, Jesus didn't just walk the earth 2,000 years ago. Sometimes I hear people say, if God cares so much, why doesn't he come down and do something about the problems the world is in? Can I tell you, he did. He came. Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus walked among broken humanity. He touched people. He spoke to people. He comforted people. He laid hands on the sick and He healed people. He cast demons out of people. And you say, but that was years ago. Can I tell you, no, when Jesus was crucified and rose from the dead and then ascended to the Father, He said, I do that and it's better for you that I actually leave because if I do, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit to be with you, and I'm going to live in you. Can I tell you, today the message of Easter is there is hope because Jesus is with you if you'll call out to him. Many people say, why would Jesus want to be with me? I, I'm not a good person. I've, I, I've sinned. I've, I've done wrong. I, I don't deserve to, to be a friend of God. Can I tell you, you're right. Uh, none of us deserve it. Uh, every person that's listening to this sermon today has sinned. You know, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all lied, cheated, stolen, lusted, been selfish. There's not a person who hasn't. And the Bible says that our sin separates us from God. That's what Isaiah 59 says. It, 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 It says that our iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden His face from you. And then there's even worse news. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. We all deserve to die and and pay for our sins. But that is why Jesus came and he died on the cross. He paid a debt that you couldn't pay. When he died on the cross, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray, each to his own way, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. But God demonstrates his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You'll never be good enough for God. But what he did was he met us in our sin and he paid the price so that your sins can be forgiven. Can I tell you the message of Easter is Jesus is hope for the forgiveness of your sins. But it's not even just that. You know, This has been such an interesting time because maybe more than any time in my life, I've heard people expressing their fear. It actually started with kind of a funny fear. Will I have enough toilet paper? But then it got more and, and more serious. Will we have enough food? Then will we make it financially through this time? And then it became even more grave. Will will my loved ones become sick? Will, will I become sick? And can I even survive? Can I tell you that the Bible is written in times of great fear? As we look from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the, the Bible is actually written to a people who were enslaved. They were in captivity. They were in times of great f- famine. They were in times of tremendous oppression or, or times of great peril. The Bible speaks to people in these kind of times. And I even think about the Easter story. Look at this. It says this, after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week. So this is right after Jesus was crucified. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone. And sat on it. His appearance was like lightning. And his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of them that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. For I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go and quickly tell his disciples He's risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I've told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Did you hear how many times in that one passage was the phrase, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. Why? Not because they're not things to be fearful of. Why? Because Jesus is coming and you will see him. The reason we shouldn't be afraid as Christians is not because there are not dangers. There are. You might run out of toilet paper. (laughs) We might even run out of food. You could get sick. But let me tell you that Jesus is with you and Jesus wants to help. Let me tell you, for every problem, Jesus is an answer. If you are sick, Jesus reveals himself as Jehovah Rapha the Lord who heals. If you are in lack, in financial need, he reveals himself as Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. If you're in a time of chaos, a time of peril, Jesus reveals himself as Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace. Can I tell you that the world might shake, the world might quake, but you need not be afraid because greater is he that's with you than he that's in the world. Because of Jesus, we have the hope to not fear. But even if you are afflicted, and even if you might die, I wanna tell you, Jesus is hope, even in death. Listen to the words of First Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, We don't want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. Can I tell you, I'm not afraid to die, and you don't need to be either. Why? Because for a believer... For a follower of Jesus, death is not the end. Actually, it's a new beginning. It's actually an upgrade. Death is a a change of address to a better place. Oh, that's what I love about the Easter story. One of my most beloved passages in it is the thief on the cross. Listen to this. It says, one of the criminals who hung there, hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, since you're under the same sentence. We are punished justly for we're getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. I want to tell you, that's the truth for you. This thief, he had done nothing right. All he did was call out to Jesus. And Jesus said, because you're calling out to me, this very day when you die, you'll be with me in paradise. Can I just tell you, you don't have to fear death because death is not the end for a follower of Jesus. It's the beginning of paradise. It's the beginning of a better place. Jesus is hope. And my question for you today is, have you found your hope in Jesus? You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in shame. You don't have to live in pain. And you don't have to live in loneliness. Can I tell you that Jesus is your hope? He's the hope for you no matter what age you are. He's the hope for you no matter what background you come from. He is the hope for you, no matter what season or trial or predicament you find yourself in. And my question is, is Jesus living in you? If you're not 100% sure that Jesus is living in your life, would you let me take you by the hand and put your hand in his? Can I introduce you to my best friend? You see, we'll never be Able to work ourselves into His presence. And that's why He died on the cross for us. And now He says in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, that He stands at the door and He knocks. And if anyone would open the door, He'll come in and commune with Him. Well, how do you do that? How do you open the door? Well, it's very simple. The Bible says this If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Are you ready? Are you ready to give Jesus your life? If you are, just pray this right with me. Just say these words right with me with all your heart. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I confess I'm a sinner and I repent of my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you. Rising from the dead for me. I ask you to save me. I make you my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me follow you forever. You know, if you prayed that prayer, then I believe that Jesus has come into your heart according to the Bible. I believe you're born again. You're born of the Spirit. And we want to pray with you right now. If you did that, would you just do something? Would you text HOPE TODAY to the number on the screen? Just text HOPE TODAY to the number on the screen. Just pick up that phone or, 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 or take that and type that in on your computer or your iPad. Just text HOPE TODAY to that number on your screen. You see, the Bible says, that if you, if you acknowledge Jesus before people, then He'll acknowledge you before His Father. And so, acknowledge Him right now. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray for you. And we want to send you some more information about how to walk with Him. But let me just tell you, for those of you that say, you know, I'm already walking with Him, but I'm in need today. I, I, I'm sick today or... Or I'm in a trial today or I'm struggling financially today. I need someone to pray for me. Can I just tell you that Jesus is your hope today? And so I want to encourage you also to just text HOPE today to that number on the screen. We want to be here for you. We want to stand with you. Jesus loves you and so do we. The church is a family and we want to stand with you in this time. God bless you. Thank you for joining us this Easter. Continue to join us as we meet together online, and we can't wait to open our doors back in and see you face-to-face. We love you, and happy Easter.